to the Bailey and Harding Ultra Sound System podcast. I am Anna Harding. And I'm the Right Honourable Ali Bailey. Why have you given yourself a fancy title? I've decided to uh, give myself a different title every episode because Ooh. I'm now in a game of iTunes chart wars. So every episode, so this one, <laughs> the Right Honourable, I'm going to put it into crime so we can be number one in the crime chart. <laughs> I'm judge and jury. Um, next week it'll be different. And the week okay. after that, at some point, I'm sure I'll be a doctor, I might be a yep. nurse, I might yep. be, I could be anything. It keeps people on their toes. Reverend Ali Bailey. Or the right reverend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's episode nine. We're almost at double digits. I think we say that every week now. And then next week, it'll blow yeah, our tiny little minds. I know. Next week's going to be a number 10 special. So if anything has ever happened to you around the number 10, then don't bother dropping us an email because we won't mention it because we record a week in advance and we'll forget. So don't bother. Maybe we could do the number 10 episode. Um, you could be uh, Ali Bailey MP and we could put it in politics. I'll be MP. I'll be Prime Minister. I'll be PM. I would love to be PM because I'm not going to get into politics here, but right now it's all really pissing me right off. Yeah, I we have this conversation frequently in my newsroom about how like none of us would want to be prime minister. Like it just is just a thankless task, I think. Like, no, thank you. It is a thankless task, but I, my dog wants to be prime minister. She comes up with some incredible ideas for um, <laughs> for uh, for policies and procedures but no you're right I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to do that I got particularly irate yesterday about the degrees situation which they were describing oh. many degrees as and I quote <gasps> Mickey Mouse and I was like <laughs> including my degree which they were yeah. like I mean you know go on, take that studies and culture that's not a Mickey Mouse degree I, I got it I got a 2-1 I didn't do take that studies I did almost but uh anyway we're not gonna get into that we're not gonna get into that let's get to We've got a number 10 coming, but this week, before we get into our win, Grim, get in the bin, we've got numbers coming out of our ears, you know. Big ones. I know. You love numbers. Go on, give us some numbers, Ali. We've got 500 Instagram followers, which I know on the on the grand scheme of things isn't massive, but we've only been doing this nine weeks. So I think that's actually really great. And so I'd like to thank all the people on Instagram because that is where we get the majority of the nonsense that you hear on this podcast. Um, so yeah. thanks for that. And then you sent me some great great stats on um on downloads and listens and stuff i know it's mad so our first episode has nearly hit a thousand downloads which is incredible but also if a thousand people have listened then the other 500 of you that have listened to this need to go and uh, follow us on instagram because then we'll have a thousand followers we will <laughs> we will but maybe they're quiet maybe they just want to maybe they're the people that sit at the back of the party and just watch yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, thank you so much to everyone who listens to us every week, downloads, subscribes, etc. Yeah, the numbers have totally blown us away. I think Ali's literally lost her mind by it. Um, so yeah, we've we're we're doing we're doing all right. As something that started as a bit of a do you think we should just do this for the lols, it's kind of become well, it's our weekly ritual now and um and we hope it's we hope it's yours too. It is. And not only are people enjoying it because it's um unintentionally funny at times they're laughing at us <laughs> not with us uh there's people getting loads of really good advice off here as well because i think occasionally we do drop a nugget of advice where we're like this is quite a good thing to do like you know cover yourself in sex mm. and then go for a run that sort of advice but yeah. but it's really heartwarming yeah. to hear people's um stories on instagram and an email and all the other places that this has been helping them along even if it's just listening to the sound system spotify playlist when you're in a bit of a Rut, rut 
that makes us happy. So thank yeah. you. Honestly, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. And actually, this episode goes out to all you wonderful people. Oh, my God. Actually, Ali, <laughs> when I was driving home from yours um, on Sunday night, I was really tired and I was like, right, I need something to keep me awake. So I listened to the entire back catalogue of Backstreet Boys. Um, Don't Fight Me, Black and Blue album, best album they ever did. There's one, there's one that's like... This one goes out to everyone, everyone. So this episode goes out to you listeners because this is mostly going to be your funny stories. And my goodness, are you lot funny. It's all about <laughs> you. It's all about you. McFly. Oh my God, it's yeah. McFly. Yeah. Went back into the McFly hole. I love that. So if we're not doing it for the listeners, generally, if today's a listener special are we doing it for oh no we always do it for the listeners but this one goes out to the listeners as a thank you for all of the funny shit you send us oh so with that said oh yeah right with that with that said with that said we're just going to take a moment just to indulge ourselves and talk about ourselves for our win grim and get in the bin uh mine's well obvious what's what do you think my win is ali what do you think it is oh god i think that it might be the same as my win to be quite honest with you yeah yeah, have you got a massive straw I can borrow? Because I'm about to blow smoke up your ass. Oh, um, what? Where does that saying come from? I don't know. Anyway, uh, please, can anyone knows where that saying comes from? DM us. Uh, right, on Sunday, Sunday, myself and Anna went out onto the Yorkshire Three Peaks. The Yorkshire Three Peaks are the three highest peaks in Yorkshire. They are Penny Ghent, Wernside and Ingleborough. They are all over, well, they're about 700 metres each, um, with Wernside being highest. Uh, 723 anyway yeah it's a punchy route it's 24 miles 25 miles depending on how wiggly you get uh and it is not to be messed with um and we went out and did it as part of Anna's 13 Valleys ultra training I went out and did it as my swan song into my taper for the Brecon 100 and Anna Harding smashed the living bit out of it <laughs> and I hope you don't mind me saying this but the last time we went out together, it wasn't a success because we were in the Brecon Beacons <laughs> and about, I don't know, eight miles in, you're like, nope. And you literally turned around, went to Forest and <laughs> I finished the run and went and got the car. But this time it was different because it was really horrendous weather at the beginning. It was claggy, rainy, sideways rain, 40 mile an hour wind. The wind coming off the back of Penny again, coming over the wall was horrendous. It was wet, it was slippery. I thought I was going to get blown off. Yeah, couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was not cool. You know, perfect July weather. Uh, and, <laughs> and it just, it was so changeable all day. It was spiky rain, wind. There was a lot of water on the descents and the ascents. There were bogs. There was there was a nice bit of sunshine at points, uh, but it was a tough mm. thing. And you, Anna Harding, were so strong. Com- like, I'm just comparing it to the last time we went out, which was March. And it just showed <laughs> that your the work you've done is incredible and I think you should be really super proud of yourself and I don't want to sound like I am being what's that word condescending condescending at all <laughs> but you you're you're a good runner but this new mountain running stuff is new to you and the fact that you're mm. doing the work and it's showing and even when you started to throw your toys out the pram you did <laughs> what you were told and ate every snack in your bag and then suddenly I turned around and there was a different person behind me hopping up in steps <laughs> like it was just a joy to see it was brilliant and uh, you did just I just was like so pleased for you oh. I wouldn't say I was blown away because it wasn't no. I knew you could do it it's not, not a problem but 
the way you handled it and then you know finish it off get back to the car drive home no problem it's not like you're like oh my god I'm dying <laughs> it was great and I think you should be super proud of yourself and I think it shows the training you're doing for 13 valleys is paying off Thank and you. it should be an inspiration to every listener that you do oh. that work you get the result brilliant thanks yeah. Ali I loved it too it was amazing and yeah okay I did I there was a point where I was so like depleted of energy and I had been like eating but I just I don't I think maybe it just got the better of me at one point and um one of my favorite bits I was like stropping not stropping but I was like oh still so far to go it's gonna take us ages and you were like eat something I was like I have and you were like have a gel I was like I have and you were like have some food I was like I have and I'd literally <laughs> look I've just found this on the floor eat this <laughs> I had eaten everything, like a little bit of everything. And um, it it was just taking a little while to kick in. But um, another one of my um, <laughs> highlights of that day was on the back of Penny Gent. We were literally maybe like an hour in, if that. And I was clinging on to the rocks, looking up at you. And I felt like Mufasa from Lion King and you were Scar. And I was like, Ali is this okay? And you were like, I mean, it's not ideal. I get that because the wind was so strong. We were getting pelted by the rain and you were like, it's not ideal, but it's not unsafe. And I was like, that's all I needed to know. I just needed to know from you, from the expert that I wasn't going to like actually get blown off Penny again. Um, but the weather was just horrendous and I just needed a bit of reassurance, but I did feel like you were going to like get your claw out and put it on mine and then feed me to the hyenas. I was like, Ooh. I thought it was going to be more helpful, like help, sort of helpful scar. Like, would you like me to just give you my claw and you can hang off it? I'll pull you up. Um, yeah, that was it. Was a it was a four points of contact climb up and again, two hands, two yeah. legs, sometimes five points with your ass on it, being like, whoa, because there's yeah. just these gusts. But it wasn't it wasn't danger, danger. We're not, you yeah. know. We look, I looked at mountain weather before we went out, and I was like, it could be tasty up there. And I did say when we get to the top, it might just buffer us over, but we'll be fine yeah. because there's a wall. Um, and it was great. And we had a lovely time, actually yeah. much better than I thought. And it's good going out in these conditions because you know you can do it now and you know it's not yeah. as bad as it's going to be. Well, the whole time I was like, this is probably going to be the weather that's going to be in September, October in the Lake District anyway, if not like colder. So it was really good to practice mm. all the layering. It was really good to practice with all my kit. There are a few bits that I was like, right, I know now that I need to do this, that and the other. One thing being my waterproof jacket. I want to get a waterproof jacket that I can actually like um tighten around my face because my hood was becoming a bit of a wind sleeve and at one point as we were coming down pen again the wind was blowing so strong and the spiky rain was coming in from the side so I gabrielled it and like put my hood over one of my eyes to prevent the spiky rain from spiking my eyeballs <laughs> I ran down pen again with one eye covered and one eye open <laughs> and that is why on the spine winter spine mandatory kit list they have ski goggles that's why they have mm. you have to take ski goggles because it's just spiking in your eye. But yeah, oh. I mean, I would I would say this is a sponsored athlete, but the Innovate Venture Light has that feature, <laughs> like the elastic, and then it makes you like a little duck because you can like elasticate your thing. And also, yeah. I didn't say this to you at the time, but the reason I did tell you why I wear a visor, and it's to keep if I keep the wind and rain off my face, it's almost like it's not windy or raining. Yeah. But if you get that visor, put it over the top of your hood, and put a buff around it, it gives the coat a bit of shape and you look like a mentalist but if you, <laughs> if you do look like you're mad but it works that's a top tip uh, for everybody if you've got a flappy hood because uh, the last thing you want to be doing is going down one-eyed on a, a 
like it. I just I, th- I, I felt like it added an extra layer of like jeopardy. <laughs> danger. Yeah. Danger. Um yeah, and the other thing that I noticed, Anna, is that you don't like it. And I noticed this on the canal. Uh sorry, to say that word again. Ooh. Um the sea anal. Um <laughs> the can't say that either. No. You don't like it when the goalposts move, and that's fair enough. No. But uh, so like when we were going up Ingleborough and I was like you're like where are we going I'm like you gotta go up there and then you go all the way to the end to the trig and then turn around and come back the way you came you don't like coming back the way you came at no. any time and you like, also bullshit. don't like you don't like the idea of uh, having to go further than you think no. which is kind of key to ultra running because you <laughs> always go further than you think so a little bit of constructive there always add on five miles so whatever yeah. distance you're doing. So how long is the 13 valleys? Well, seven oh. valleys. So it's it's billed as 100k, but the actual OS maps route is 109k. So it's probably going to be about 113. Great. So let's round it up to 120 in your head. And that way everybody's happy because it always goes. It always, <laughs> that always happens. And I had used to have the same thing. And now I'm just like, take it as it comes. That's, that is what it is. Yeah. Um, but as well, yeah. I mean, seven valleys is self nav as well so it is likely that i'll probably go wrong at some point so mm. it will add some on it was great though we had a great day out would recommend we did would everybody. absolutely uh, i don't really have a grim i'm just trying to think what my grim is i've got a little bit oh, chafing i do or do you Ooh. where do you chafe oh weird place like just on my hip like i don't know what it was there i think it might have been just like a little um I don't know what it was, but it was not massive, but it was just a little tiny bit. And I was like, when I took my shorts off, something was digging in. God mm. knows what it was. Mm. That's weird. And mm. um, I feel like as well for your win, just to make it slightly different from mine is because you can do the Yorkshire Three Peaks anyway and, and you love it. Um, your win, I think, is discovering the joys of using poles and how much, how helpful they are. Oh, yeah. So I opened the cupboard <laughs> and got my poles out and they were like, Mummy, Hello? And I was like, hello, darlings, uh, we're going to go out for a walk. I haven't used them since the desert because I stopped using them because I didn't want to use them on dragon's back. So I was like, I'll teach myself not to. Oh, my God. Snake. <laughs> All the... Who knew? Who knew that poles knew? were so handy? I was skedaddling <laughs> up those hills and having a lovely time. She was. Leaving time. me in her dust, she was. I was like, bloody hell. I wish, like, Ali with no poles is quicker than me up hills anyway because she's like a little mountain goat. Ali with poles is like fucking mountain goat on red on 10 cans of Red Bull. She was scampering away. I was like this. <laughs> with my little poles. And then the next morning when I woke up, I wasn't because my technique needs work. I'm like, oh. you're supposed to, like, poke on the poles, push on the poles. So, uh... I just need to work on that, but I'm definitely taking them to Brecon because I think that they could probably take an hour off my time, the poles. Wow. To be honest. Over 100 miles. Love them. An hour over 100 yeah. miles. Yeah, it's a long time. So that was good. Grim, little bit of yeah. chafage. What was your Grim? My Grim, so I went out on Saturday and I did a little easy 10K as part of the training block of joy before I drove up to Yorkshire. And it had been raining quite a lot and rugby park I did rugby park run and then 5k home so rugby park run's got like a little hill that's in a little like traily bit and I was like it's probably going to be a little bit muddy and my road shoes are very white and very clean at the moment because I've only worn them in the summer and I was like I don't really want to get them all mucky so I'll just wear my trail shoes to park run uh to do this 10k before I drive up to Yorkshire 
So I wore them and as they said go at Parkrun, the rain started and as we progressed through the 5k, it got gradually heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier till it was the kind of rain where you just have to laugh because it's so funny at how soaked you are. And like my t-shirt... You feel like someone was... um assaulting you with a hose yes i did my my t-shirt was stuck to me like it was yeah it was biblical rain so then when i got home like everything including my shoes were soaked and i was like ah those are the shoes i wanted to wear for yorkshire three peaks um so my grim is putting on damp shoes now I'm fortunate in the fact that I drove the two hours up to Ali's the night before with the car heater on high, bearing in mind it was like 23 degrees and muggy. The car heater was on high, blasting down into the footwell and I put my shoes in the passenger footwell and I drove up to Yorkshire with the windows of the car open just to try and dry these shoes off. I thought you would like to get the smell out. No. The green, that weird green, like, the, the, sort of the green smoke starts to come out of the shoes oh. as you put the heater on them. Mine do. Mine are just rancid. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah, putting on damp shoes is my grim because you just kind of get yourself off to a, a bit of a shitty start, don't you? So uh, You do, yeah. but having done many, many multi-days in many wet places, the, the outer Hebrides being one, every day the shoes wet. And so I just, mm. a good merino sock does tend to mm. suck up anything that's left in there. And then there's loads of ways of doing it, listener, if you are in a boffy situation or a hostile situation, screwed up newspaper, uh, take yeah. the insoles out and stick them on a radiator if no one else minds. Um, there's lots of ways of doing it. And then the newspaper does work yeah. a bit, but you're right. Yeah. There's nothing worse than going, oh, that moist. The moist. Moist inner layer of the wet trail shoe. No. That sounds like a really good book. It's like the loneliness of the long distance runner. Yeah, the, the moist, moist inner, the moist inner layer of the trail shoe. <laughs> trail shoe. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Have you got to get in the bin? Bra pads. Now somebody. <laughs> bra pads. I'm laughing because I feel bra. this. <laughs> bra pads. Somebody. It's like that. You're. You guys are watching me. Somebody. I think it might have been. I can't remember who it was because I can't find. Somebody sent me a message, right? And they said to me, this can get in the bin. Uh, and it was bra pads. And weirdly, it was it was like a Friday and I'd been out for a run. And I was wearing one of my favourite bras and it's got pads in it. I don't know why Anna's pulling out the pads now. Yeah. For the men of the podcast, you might not know this. We have these weird little pads in our some of our sports bras. I don't know why. I do. They're like face masks. Why, why Anna? It covers up your little nipple. So, you know, when it's cold... It stops you, it stops your like nipple poking out quite so much. It kind of just keeps your modesty a bit. Hey man, like my nipples are like bullets. So yeah. they will, you'll be able to see them through that. And do you know what, do you know how many fucks I give about that? None. <laughs> zero? So, uh, zero. So um, <laughs> they're annoying and they shift and they, and they shift up to the point, if you put them in the washing machine a couple of times, if you don't straighten them out, they shift up to the point where they're almost like blinkers on a pony. They're like uh, right up by your <laughs> eye. And all you can see is... <laughs> And it's like, they give you like doobla boobla, like double boob. Doobla boobla. Yeah. Like hanging over the top. And they're a bit, oh, and you're doing this on the train, like <laughs> pulling your boobs. And you're like, oh, and then, and it's horrible and it looks weird. And um, yeah. it's just fucking annoying. And then you're like, I'll take them out. You go to take them out and the hole through which they've been stuffed is about two millimetres. And you have to like it stick is. your finger in and pull them out. 
and so I'm pulling all mine out but they're so annoying and then me and you had a chat about bras didn't we and you showed me your bra and I was absolutely astonished at the beauty of it and I'm gonna say it's sweaty Betty in the vain hope that I could tag sweaty Betty in this in the vain (laughs) hope sweaty Betty will then send me and you some bras because we're very different we're very different boobers I'm a small we are very boober, different boobers. And you are a grande boober because you have a beautiful, a... beautiful rack of booberliciousness. <laughs> and yours don't even bloody move when you run. No, Whereas mine don't. flap about like Spaniel's ears in the wind. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly. And the thing that I love about the uh, Sweaty Betty bra is, um, so, well, my, my favourite thing was that I've never chafed in it. But actually, after the weekend, I think because it got so damp and stuff on the Three Peaks, there was a tiny bit of chafage. I've just got a you tiny little bit. flap the flap over. So when I looked at it, it was because no. the flap wasn't flapped over. So actually, that's your fault and you I should know. take full responsibility. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I do entirely. Um, but also, it's got like, um, it's got a racer back, but it's got a little clip on it and a clip at the bottom. So basically, when you go to take it off, it's not an all-in-one jobby where you have to like take it over your head, which when it's damp and you're damp and you're just trying to, and you want to like take it off underneath an oversized jumper at the end, you when can you, without you're getting your tits park, out. Basically. Yeah, you're in a car <laughs> Like park. I was. Yeah, like yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. And it, it does make all the difference, especially if you're, yeah. you know, at the end of the race where you're chatting to your mates and you've got your hands in your jumper and you're trying to take it off. You're like, yeah. yeah, I don't know these people well enough for me just to like flash my boobs. Again, listener, <laughs> I give no fucks and you probably will see me naked in a car park at some point. It's not a sexual yeah. sight. It's horrible, no. but I yeah. just don't care. But, you, no. but also the act of pulling it over your head can mm-hmm. be just traumatising yeah. when you're at the end of a long run. It's like a workout in itself, but yeah. um, but yeah. Have you ever so, got stuck in a bra? Oh yeah, in the, I've got stuck in a bra in the gym changing rooms. So I um, I remember like I was getting showered after a workout or a class or something. Got showered, went to go and like put my clothes back on, and I didn't. I hadn't brought a regular bra with me, so I had to go back oh, into no. the sweaty sports bra, um, because. Like where I was living, like the gym required a walk home rather than like just getting in the car. If I was just getting in the car, I'd be like, I'll just go braless. But I was walking home through London and um, I was like, I've got to get back into this sports bra. Have you ever tried getting into a damp sports bra that's an all in one over the head? Yeah, it's like trying to get into a KT tape sports bra. Like it sticks and rolls to you and it's just like. And you're like contorted. It's like a, it is like another workout in itself. Sorted and you get stuck in it so your arm is yeah. like your head's under your armpit and you're trying to style it out yeah. through the gym changing room you're like I know what I'm doing yeah. I know I I went through a phase of wearing a lot of very tight leggings uh when I lived in London mm. and I sometimes I would go for a swim or something and I'd try and put my leggings on even if it's a bit damp it's like mm-hmm. oh just no the wet I hate that yeah. feeling where you're like I have got to put this back on that or so no not good not good but yeah so it's the it's the zero gravity running bra anyway and um i i told you it was 65 pounds it's gone up to 75 pounds inflation however there are some on the website for like 37 pounds if you don't mind having like purple actually no my color one is down to 38 as well and it goes from yeah 38 quid bargain absolutely everybody barbs. get ye to sweaty betty and get some bras <laughs> some braziers. it's uh size sizes 30b to 38f 
blooming it. So there you go. There Love you it. go. Okay, that's good. That was good. Have you got any? Have you got any get in the bins? Yes, I have. Fucking many. No. Just, How long have you got? Just, just one. Now, this I've been reminded of this get in the bin by somebody else who has struggled with this same affliction this week. My get in the bin is race websites that don't put the date of the event on the homepage, but instead have a countdown of how many minutes it is until the race starts. That's not helpful to anyone. If it's weeks or days, I can understand, get your training on, like, the, you know, oh, you know, you've only got like 11 weeks left until the event, but put the date of the race somewhere as well. I don't want to sit there and then count, but minutes. I absolutely 100% agree with you on this. As a coach, when my clients are like, I've entered this race, I'm like, okay, I just quickly Google it. And I'm searching, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see acknowledgements of the book to try and find what date it is. Why isn't it just the biggest thing is that, why can't that just be the yeah. date? Don't understand it. Like that, surely that's one of the most important things when you're considering about, oh, am I free that weekend to race? Oh, let me check. Oh, am I free in 10 minutes, 10 hundred minutes, 938 seconds and whatever? Like what? Yeah, and now, oh, and now I've worked it out. It's gone down by 17 milliseconds. So now am I free then? Yeah. Like, it's just anxiety inducing. It's also watching the seconds of your life tick away as you look at it. I know, I know. But also this person that had highlighted this, um, I think it was on threads that she'd highlighted it because I'm cool and down with the kids and on threads. She was like, yeah. And I replied and I was like, this is so annoying. She was like, yeah. And you know what? I'm now going to start entering races that do this and put my age in weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Which really tickled me. (laughs) That's such a good idea. I know it's like right I love it played a bit the yeah game. exactly do you think it's because they want you to click all over the website so that they, they gather all cookies or do you think it's because they want you to oh. like they want you to like get really into the website and maybe see some more pictures that don't just have long skinny men white men in them like you know well, like they oh. all do um uh, not all what, of them. like the race that I complained about yeah like the race that you complained about Anna complained about a race which and, had a picture and the yeah. picture was just men and guess what She's got a response. Should we read the response out? Yeah, so we we talked about this on one of the pods that I'd emailed and you were like, oh, what did they say? And I was like, oh, I haven't had a response. And I was like, I know, I ought to call it, I need to like chase it up. Thank you to this race for not making me chase it up because I did finally get a reply. So I sent the original email on the 1st of June and I got a reply on the 13th of July. Let me just get my countdown clock out and see how many seconds that was. Quite a lot of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so... If this is not the biggest gaslighting response I've ever heard, then I don't probably understand what gaslighting is. Hi, Anna. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We do try and use a wide range of images across our material to appeal to all runners, especially in the mass category and not the elite category. Kind regards. You sure there's not a bit of that email missing? No, that's it. Basically, what they're saying is, you know what you think you saw, you didn't see it. Because what you think you saw, you did not see. All right. I just don't even know what to say about that. I'm like, right. I mean, you know, I can... There's only so much a girl can do. Can you just quickly read out the email you sent them? Uh Uh-huh. It said, Hi there. I just signed up to the... That's the name of the event. In... I wanted to bring to your attention a couple of things on the sign-up page that caught my eye and bring to your attention a movement called She Races. Then a little bit of background about She Races... 
The link to the website, you can find out more here. And there are some recommended guidelines on there too for races, which I believe you might find interesting. The reason I'm bringing this to your attention is I noticed the stock image used in the background of the sign-up page is of only men. As a mid-to-back-of-the-pack female runner, this can be really off-putting when signing up to events as it doesn't really show me that people like me are welcome at the event. Put a little screenshot in of the picture of all the fast men. Oh, Anna, see what you've done there? Those, yeah. are, those aren't fast men. Oh, Those aren't why? fast men. What are they're they? Just, they're just, well, what do you think they are? Oh, I'm not seeing what, what everyone else is seeing. I'm, no, no. 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 Uh, and they then are I fast said, men. They're all fast men sprinting. <laughs> I know. Secondly, your T-shirt option states that you only offer unisex. As someone who's run many races throughout my running life, I'm pleased to see the trees, not tees option as an alternative, as I wouldn't want to have another ill-fitting T-shirt that would end up going to landfill because I can't fit it over my hips. I would be, fucking would, wankers. <laughs> it would be great to hear your thoughts on these matters. And I hope the She Races information is of use to you. I look forward to hearing from you. And then your reply was, dear Anna. Look into my eyes, look around my eyes, look into my eyes. Look around, you, you, you're under. You have not seen a picture of fast men running. You've seen a picture of lots of people running and we do our best in the running. Okay, and you're out again. That's it. Kind regards. <sighs> wow. Okay, well, uh, listeners, if you see this happening, which I hope, mm. which I know you do, uh, that is the way to do it, is to send them an email. But then to save, to save the response <laughs> and send it to us because there is a lot of this that goes on. I'm still waiting for a response from my friend Julius who wrote to the race who don't do the awards yeah. properly for their females and men but this mm. is good mm. i think this is good we all need to take a stand because you're you're totally right um looking at a race and going uh yeah as people <laughs> go eh. um oh, there's just there's really mm. women in this race um or there doesn't seem to be anyone mm. who looks like me in this race uh is very off-putting and also race directors are doing themselves a uh disservice here because yeah, I mean, the and, and it's like, oh, well, don't sign up to it then. And the only reason why I'm doing it, as I mentioned previously, is just because I'm doing it with my sister. She's very short on time. There are only certain weekends that she's free. This one is local to her and I want to run with my sister. So I'm I'm literally, I'm like, I can't believe I've paid money to go and race in this event that I don't... When is it? Love. It's in September. Okay, I'm excited to see what happens at the, at the event. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. 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 Playlist, 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 playlist. So no big numbers on the playlist. We've gone over a hundred songs on the playlist. Wow, you are loving your numbers. Over a hundred songs. That's exciting. Six hours, fifty-four minutes. So we we did an interesting experiment this weekend, didn't we? We did. We did do a very interesting experiment. We experimented in the car, didn't we? We listened for the whole about an hour and forty minutes to the Yorkshire Three Peaks. We listened to the playlist. In full, no skips allowed. No, there was, however, some request for skips. But I said, no, no skips. One, I there said, was one. This, this is endurance training and you will sit through this playlist and you will like it. You yeah. will sit through and you might learn something yeah. from it. And learn something we did. Yeah. We learned that Blow did. by Ed Sheeran, Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars is an oh. absolute banger. Banger. That was an Anna edition. Banger. I'm looking at this on my phone, so I can't actually see who added what. Uh, but that was a bad Oh, okay. Um, and we have ha- had some absolute tunes sent to us, but we've also had some absolute bullshit sent to us as well. Um, the <laughs> highlight this week for me was somebody suggested, Marie suggested Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz, and everybody went mad. I had about nine people DMing me going, choo, 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 choo. I think that song is at best average, but I put it on anyway. 
<laughs> not his best, not his no. best song. But I don't mind it. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Um, and Anna, can you, do you want to talk about your cover, your cover thing that's going on at the moment? <laughs> so I had quite a long time in the car on Saturday and um, it popped into my head that we had been discussing uh, Punk Does Pop. So I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to some Punk Does Pop. Well, first of all, I started listening to Speak Now, Taylor's version, her new album, and nearly added the whole damn thing. So you're very lucky that only one song made it on. Mm-hmm. Mean. Why you gotta be so mean? Mean. So then I started listening to Punk Does Pop and remembered that there are some incredible covers. Oh, my God. There's so many good ones. Of punk bands doing pop. I Stitches. Yeah, I'm adding Stitches Ooh. by Bieber. Uh, there is uh, a version of Stitches, which my PT played me yesterday while I was doing my PT, which was, hey, wouldn't recommend going to PT after the three peaks. Not a great idea. But uh, it's called, it's Pop Does Punk, isn't it? The the series. Uh, or Punk Does Pop, or one of the two. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, Anna. Talk about, because the things, I hate musicals. Have I mentioned it? I fucking hate them. Yeah, yeah. Unless... The songs are covered by pop punk bands. So, Newfound Glory have got an entire album, um, which is oh, it was so good. There's so and there was and then we don't talk about Bruno one. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, it was our wedding day. Um, <laughs> and. We had a Scar version of Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Under the Sea, do 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 do, under the sea. That song, it's made for a Scar band, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. It was so um, good. So pop, it's actually it's actually punk goes pop, and there are 11 volumes of yes. goes pop, and they're all on Spotify. So I've just added Stitches, uh, which is the Shawn Mendes song, but it's covered by State Champs, and it is a banger. Yeah. And um, there's a load on there, and it could be that, that that it basically ends up as a pop punk cover phase, but it won't <laughs> because I also put on some songs where but that hit me in the face and I was like oh man I love this song um and they're a little bit sad but um it's quite funny to see uh Wolf's Law by the Joy Formidable nestling next to Dr Jones by Aqua <laughs> 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 uh, and obviously and obviously the best Ed Sheeran song yes the best one which is Castle, Castle on the Hill, on the Hill. yeah Exactly. And there was one other one that I added. So it was my like lockdown song that was like, it just dragged me out of a few holes when I was feeling really like shitty. Um, and, and it came on when we were listening in the car. And it's the it's the song by Joy Anonymous called Joy Brackets Champions. And basically, it's like, it's like, I'm a champion. I'm the best at being me. And it's like, it's just so joyful. And I think you really enjoyed it. Well, I think you did. I pretended to enjoy it because we were locked in the car together, but really I was oh. looking at the central reservation thinking how fast would I have to hit that to kill us both? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. I was like, yeah, she is the best at being her. <laughs> no, you're the best That's at being really good, you. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, oh, just one last one. Just one last one. Um, I went, so obviously when I have a lot of time on my hands and I'm listening to music, um, I'm like, this would be really good on the playlist. Um, I was listening. I did refrain from putting the entire Backstreet Boys Black and Blue album on. I haven't put any Backstreet Boys Black and Blue album. Why? There are quite, quite a few ballads. Ah, very ballady ballads. ballads but something popped up on shuffle florence and the machine you've got the love 
You've got the dirty love. It's the Dizzy Rascal one. You've got the dirty love. And I just love it for, for the fact that Florence, in the background, Florence just goes, woo, woo. Like she's like, I'm not quite sure how to add to this because Dizzy's kind of doing all the work with the raps and she's just like, woo. It's the dog would make. <laughs> Listen to it when it comes on on the playlist. You'll know. Oh, <laughs> I'll just do that. Um, brilliant, love it. Um, now then, podcasts. Listen, if you want to add to the playlist, then drop us a DM. But we get so many. The best way to do it is to do a story with the music on it and tag us in it because that, that way yes. we can ask the audience. Um, I mean, we've had mixed responses to things, and so sometimes things don't go on because people are like, "No, awful. Get it off. No." Uh, it's rare, but we won't add that. Um, we don't add everything because sometimes we miss stuff. So if you have a song where you're like, I actually have to have this on there or I'm going to die, drop us an email to ultrasoundsystempod, probably, at gmail.com. Correct. And um, state your case. If there's something you've asked repeatedly for and it's not on there, state your case. Yeah. Because it might be that we take it to a some sort of tribunal yeah. and we um, and we put it on. Oh, Maybe. For, uh, will it will it be judged by the Right Honourable Ali Bailey? The Right Honourable Ali Bailey will be holding court, which could be a problem because I don't think that she, I think she may have like opinions. I'm not, she's not a great judge. <laughs> she's not a great judge. She basically, yeah, she's not a great judge. So um, we will take it to a, a tribunal and we will hear you out uh, and then we'll make a decision. But if, you, if you're like, this isn't fair, I've asked for this a billion times and it's not gone on there drop us an email because we do miss things yeah. because hey man we're kind of a big deal we're kind of like <laughs> micro influencers now because we've got 500 followers so busy no it's not even that it's just the fact that we do this as a hobby this is not this is not actually our jobs guys <laughs> hobbies this is my hobby um cool right okay rookie mistakes now listen we've been promising you this for <laughs> ages for weeks Three and we keep forgetting because we've run out of time but now we're going in <laughs> We're going into the oh, What have you got? This is brilliant. So this all stemmed from my ridiculousness at the Two Castles um, 10K race in... Remember when the weather was nice? Don't really know what's happened to it. And it was boiling hot and I forgot the basics. I didn't put any sun cream on. I didn't wear a hat. I didn't take any water to the start line. I was basically a rookie. You were a basic bitch. I was a basic bitch. That be such a basic bitch. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, Anna Dalve. Anna Dalve. We love her. You sound like Anna Dalve. Um, what was that? Th- what was that show that she- it was, was the about one her? about uh where she pretended to be someone that she wasn't. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. You do this, and then I'll just okay. shout it randomly. Inventing Anna. Um, inventing Anna. Oh yeah. So what is your rookie mistake? You guys have come through. Okay, so first off, Lee Adams. This is, He's written this like a little conversation. So person one says, it's five laps. Lee, okay. Person one, where were you? Lee, did five laps and the next rap, lap ran into the finish line. Person one, okay, so you did six laps. Basic counting. It's basic counting, Lee. I know someone who did that at Highbury Fields Parkrun, but instead of counting the five laps, they did four. Check their watch. They were like, oh my God, I'm so much faster than I remember being. Ran into the finish line and now they have a Parkrun PB that they will never hit because they literally only did four out of the five laps. 
It's just counting. Yeah, I know. Okay, so there's a really good race company called Earth. They're not really good, actually. They're just out and backy, but they're, they're nice. Rick Burko's lovely. Felix, they give you a hairband. So whenever you come through for a lap, they give you a hairband, like a little, so you end up with like, so you can count your hairbands just to prevent that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's like one of my worst case scenarios. Vorder maths. That's good idea. Your brain goes a bit mad and you're like, ah. and your brain thinks it's Carol Vorderman, but it's not. And you start to count wrong. Also, I'd like to know from Lee, like five laps of what? Was it five laps of 10 miles? Like how many extra lap? like how many extra miles has he done was here? It, was it the Barkley Marathon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, sorry, sorry, Laz, I've just done an extra one. <laughs> yeah, just done an extra lap. <clears throat> if it was, if Courtney DeWalter did Barkley, that's what would happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've just done an extra lap and I've still won. Still won. Cool. Still uh, won. Thanks, Lee, for that, you idiot. Maybe basic counting should be something you work on rather than just running. Mm, true. Right, next it. one. Ralph McDermott. Is that your dog? No, he's Ralph McBozo. This is Ralph McDermott. Turned up on the wrong day. Turned up on the wrong day. Brilliant. Too late, too early. Round Sheffield run is on Saturday and Sunday. I thought I was doing Saturday, but no, it was Sunday. So actually... Ralph's come out of that one all right because uh, he turned up on Saturday, so he was early. So he could then just go back on the Sunday. Yeah. Would have been worse if it was the other way. So he waited for ages. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, not really. Round Sheffield runs a bit Sheffieldy. I would have been like, yes, made a mistake. Not going to do it. Um, brilliant. Any more for any more? I've got so many here. It's disgusting. Uh, Lisa McGillivray decided to eat a huge yogurt pot before her second marathon, then ended up with heartburn from mile six. 20 miles of heartburn. No, thanks. Yogurty heartburn. Oh. Good night. Gary Lane, new shoes for a marathon. Ouch. Why do people do that? I don't know. That's like, that is like bare basic rookies. But yeah. this is why it's rookies, because it's like, these are the things that you maybe didn't know when you did your first one. You go to an expo before a big marathon, they sell you shoes and clothes. Mm. Yeah. It's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. And they should give you like a little tag that says, please don't wear this on race day, but they won't because they want you to buy it. My sister did that. Once I yeah. got to start a Brighton marathon, she bought new shoes, new score, new pants, new bra, new t-shirt, laid them all out ready for the next day. And I'm like, good luck with that. Be like running to a cheese grater. Oh. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Right, she's like, look at my new shoes. And I'm like, oh, no. no. Yeah. Um, and then we've got one more mistimed the bathroom queue stuck in the stall while the race started literally the last one to cross over the start and got lost because I had no one to follow oh but at least you need a poo I don't know whether they got stuck in the stall as in like stuck in the portaloo like like stuck <laughs> let me out nobody, nobody wants that uh, I once watched someone get pushed a port- in a portaloo down a hill at Leeds Festival. Leeds Festival, yeah. Leeds Festival is full of scrotes that do that. They went till someone went in and then they then eight people pushed a portaloo and it rolled down a hill with a man in it. That's awful. That was the nicest thing that happened that weekend. That is awful. Yeah. Um, right, Ross Hay on Instagram. Down, downed an entire flask of Morton on the first lap of a backyard ultra and spent every interlupal minute on the portaloo for the next six hours. Oh, my God. Oh. An entire flask of Morton. Yeah. Nick Corner. This is good. Running a race in the desert in Dubai and I thought I'd be okay without gaiters. Can't tell you how many times I emptied my shoes. And worst of all, and not surprisingly, my feet were absolutely shredded. Oh, my. I looked like I'd run more than 50 kilometres barefoot on sandpaper. Oh, no. It's Billy basic. I can't even imagine a race that would say you were allowed to run without gaiters, to be quite honest with you. Not in the desert. No. I once once had to glue someone's gaiters back onto their shoe in the middle of the Namib Nukluf Park. 
don't know where I got super glue from because they'd worn their gaiters on their shoes on the bike section. So like the the oh, the no. wheel of the the bike thing, the chain had ripped their gaiters. I'm like, why were you wearing oh. your gaiters on the bike? And I couldn't fix it, obviously because I was in a desert. So I ended yeah. up. In, I ended up with bin bags cable tied around their feet. So they had the shoe <laughs> in a bin bag and I cable tied a bin bag rather. So it was sweaty and hot in there. They were swelling, but there wasn't a oh. grain of sand in there. God. Oh my um, God. Blue hedges. This is a classic. Left a plastic plastic wrapping on my new soft flask lids during my half marathon and wondered why <laughs> I wasn't getting any water out. <laughs> Very frustrating on a hot day. Easily done. It is easily done. I was once passed a a flask by my crew on 100. It still had the wrapping on it. It was Lorna. I'm sorry, Lorna. And I think I was just threw it back in her face and went, what? She's like, that's your fault. Not mine. They're your flask. Also, I've had it where, you know, the sachet that that sucks out the water that you get in new flasks? The silica gel that's highly toxic. (laughs) That in and not realised till I got to the end. Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, our friend food fitness Flora, blue tick. Yeah. My first ever race over 100 metres was a uni 5K event. Someone mentioned gels, but I'd never had them before. So I had a couple, yes, a couple, before heading off. My reaction to them was so bad, I nearly pooed my pants. Read, she did poo her pants. and had to keep running past the finish and straight to the loo. I've barely touched gel since. Oh, no. This is the same Flora that also, uh, on her first 20K, bought a very rich hot chocolate in a thermos flask. Not only was it extra weight, she carried it in a thermos flask. Extra weight, she didn't need. The whole thing made me feel sick and I couldn't bear to throw it out. So I carried it for 30 kilometres of coast path. Not (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. That is why the pet. thing is, you know, when you've got That's a really classic. good thermos and you love it and it goes everywhere with you, like you have to plan in advance, like whether it's actually acceptable, like whether you're going to be able to like keep it with you because you don't want to leave it somewhere and you don't want to bin it, obviously, because that defeats the point of being a reusable cup. But how many K's of Coast Path? You, and you could have emptied the chocolate out. So it's a bit lighter. But no, she carried it around like a special like battle. Hot chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Here's a sexy one. That's so funny. Oh, Flora. Here's a sexy one. Don't know who this person is. NBM18 underscore. Don't know who they are. (laughs) I'd never run more than a couple of kilometres and signed up to the Olympic anniversary five mile run in London that finished in the Olympic Stadium. Only problem was it was August and I decided to wear a pair of rugby shorts. Brackets not designed for running. Close brackets. That had the thickest seams ever on the inside thigh. I had to take them off. <laughs> I had to take them off after two miles uh, and run in my boxers until the last 800 metres when I put them back on to finish inside the stadium. So you ran around in the public with your pants on but thought, oh, I better cover up for the stadium so I'll put them back on. I don't think there's a strong enough adjective to describe the levels of chafe from it. I know who MBEM underscore 18 is. I've heard that story so before. I. That's my Neil. I think you've seen his chafage. And I have <laughs> seen his chafage. <laughs> well done, Neil. Um, someone else, Lou, is uh, set off to get to a race and realised she was wearing her slippers, had to turn around to get back. There's oh! somebody else here who got to a race and realised they only have one insole <laughs> in their shoe. Just the one insole oh, in no. their shoe. I've got a good story about that in a minute. A uh, lot of chafage here. Um Mine is, this is uh, Lou's Lizzie. Mine is the time I decided to be a proper trail runner and pin my number to my leg 
except I really did safety pin it to my actual, to my actual <laughs> leg <laughs> through my running tights. And even worse, <laughs> I didn't realise until I tried to pull said tights down for a mid-race Portaloo stop. And that was a painful experience. Oh, oh God. How did you not realise that you put a pin, an actual pin through your leg? Jesus. I think it's just a little slice of skin that you slice yeah. it. My, I, I've done that. Uh, I did that to my sister when she was at an aid station and she was really like woozy. And I, uh, it wasn't me actually, it was, it was my friend Matt. He, he pinned her number to her leg and she was, she was sniveling because she was having a horrible time. She was going, <laughs> and then he was putting her number on and suddenly she just went, you've, you've put the number on my actual leg. <laughs> Dude, she oh, didn't know. God. Brilliant. Brilliant. <sighs> uh, Sam Carter didn't drink any water. For a whole day before a race or the morning off because she didn't want to have to pee on the way around. Uh, and my absolute favourite. Now, this person wishes to remain a nonny mouse, right? They wishes to remain a nonny mouse because uh, this is a this is a grand. You'll see why in a minute. So I'm going to call him Rames Dorp. So I'm going to call him Rames Dorp. Hello. Here's a quick bit of male stupidity. He's a man. Uh, leading to a DNF for you. I entered the Naseby 1645 race nice and early. It's a lovely 1645 mile race. Well, 16.45, not 1,600. Oh. <laughs> 16.45 mile race around the hills of the Civil War battlefield area that used to be run in mid-February. Sounds good. Mm. Mm. A while after entering, I got my appointment through for a vasectomy at the end of January. Oh. Having dutifully rested for a couple of weeks after having my nuts disconnected, I dutifully <laughs> did an easy park run the day before our race to test that I could run. Our park run in Northampton is pretty flat and easy, as Anna knows, mm. and I it survived is. okay. So not wanting to waste my race place, I decided to get a couple of paracetamol down my de- neck and do the race with a naive, it'll be fine. Suffice to say, an hour of plodding up and down hills was beyond what my poor plums could cope with. Please keep oh my, my name out of the use of this sto- out of use of this story. That was the end of it. I was like, "That's not the end of it, though, is it?" What happened? Mm. I ended up sat on the curb at a water station with what felt like a pair of space hoppers that had had a good kicking between my legs, oh. waiting to be rescued back to the start finish. Then, of course, all my club mates who were also running the race wanted to know what happened. I said I pulled something rather than admitting it was because I'd had them chopped off. Oh my. God, I mean, I obviously don't have those bits, so nice. I, I can't fully feel your pain, but it does sound bloody painful. And slightly embarrassing, but those are good. I love them all. They do make me laugh. True, true. So good. Thank you for admitting your ridiculousness. Thanks for admitting your idiots publicly. To us. Yeah, exactly. Right, we're coming to the end, Love but I've it. just got a really quick one to finish on. Um, it's um, from Correspondence Corner, so we've had a little email. Correspondence Corner. Correspondence Corner with Anna Harding. This one is anonymous, and it's a dilemma. So I, I'd like to leave. I'd like to leave the pod on the on this dilemma, and you guys can all ponder it and send us your thoughts. Okay, I'm going to put this on socials. The dilemma. When we get to the dilemma, I will put it on socials. My dearest Anna and Ali, sweet. I'm wondering if you can help me work through a moral dilemma. I was at the Lakeland Trails event where I took part in the 55k race. All went well and I finished the race having had a great day. Generally speaking, I opt out of finishers t-shirts these days, so I was surprised when, along with a medal, one was thrust into my hand. 
We'd had a heavy downpour towards the end of the race and as my change of clothes was in the car, the t-shirt was gratefully received and I took the opportunity to change into the new baby blue t-shirt whilst waiting for my wood-fired pizza to be made by one of the local vendors. This is very middle class. I love the colour of this story because I feel like I'm there. I feel like, I, yeah. Me too. After devouring the pizza, although hang on a minute, person, you haven't told us what kind of pizza. Anyway, <clears throat> after devouring the pizza and catching up with a couple of mates, I set off on my drive home. The following morning, being the good lad I am, I put my dirty kit in the washing machine. Upon taking my finisher's t-shirt out of the washing machine and hanging it on the washing line, I was confronted by the root cause of my dilemma. I'd been upgraded to a 100 kilometer finisher's t-shirt. So he'd done the 55k race and he's got 100k finishers. Clearly, I don't want the t-shirt to go to waste and sit in a drawer unused. It's not the t-shirt's fault after all. So it seems I have two options. So we can poll this. Option one, wear the t-shirt. And when asked about the race, I come clean about only, obviously in quotation marks, having completed the 55 kilometre distance. Or option two, wear the 100k t-shirt with pride, regaling the tales of hardship, which could only be found in the completion of the additional 45 kilometres of a 100 kilometre race. Not that I've given this much thought, you must understand, but to minimise the risk of my cover story being blown, I need to make sure my cover story is bomb-proof. I would familiarise myself with the 100k route, making sure that I knew the names of the additional aid stations, any notable sections of the route, hard climbs, etc. I might even go out onto the course, ensuring I'm wearing the same clothing that I wore for the race, and have my photo taken at a couple of stages on the 45k untrodden section thus evidencing my participation on the 100k i've always been a firm believer of never letting the truth get in the way of a good story and i'm confident i can style out the deceit however the words stolen valor keep springing to mind (laughs) so i guess there's also a question here is stolen valor acceptable in the ultra world your counsel on this matter would be much appreciated. Yours, anonymously. I don't want to blow my cover story, should your recommendation be option two. It's <laughs> a shame the right honourable Ali Bailey is taking this podcast today, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's I think it's like we planned it. <laughs> it's a shame. Um there is an option three. Go on. Go and do the fucking race. Oh, is that what you would suggest? Yeah. Oh. Go and do the race. Just go and do it next year. And they'll be like, that's the end of that dilemma. Go and do the race. But I will put this up as a poll, of course. Yeah. Um, I feel, how do you feel about people say, okay, <clears throat> judgment time. People that wear spine t-shirts, like they've done the spine when they've done the sprint. Because with the spine t-shirts, it just says the spine on it. And I think a lot of people do the sprint to get the T-shirt to say they've done the spine. No. If they've done the spine sprint, but the spine sprint is 48 miles. The spine spine is 268 miles. I disagree. I don't think people sign up to the sprint just so they can get a T-shirt so it looks like they've done the full thing. I think they do. <laughs> I think they do. I think don't wear the shirt unless you've done, if you've not done the crime, don't do the time if you've not done the crime. Yeah, I know what you're getting at with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but then what about wastage? What about what about green runners? What about saying to them, oh, I've picked up the wrong T-shirt. Would it be okay if I sent this back to you and got a 50? Oh, no. I know. Get a Sharpie. Just scribble it he out. He didn't realise. So he didn't realise he had the wrong T-shirt until he got it out the washing machine the next day. So it's 
kind of a bit late by then, isn't it? He could sharpie it out. You you could sharpie it out. I don't think that's. Mm, oh, or get the green runners. I don't think that's a send great. It to the green option. runners, or send it to Dan Lawson and get him just to put a a, a fifty five. Like he could just iron it on, or you could iron on a fifty five and make it cool, like like a kind of punk t shirt. Yeah. But the quite big is the big question here: Should you be wearing t shirts that have a distance on that you have not completed? Basically, because the question is, is stolen valour acceptable in the ultra world? We steal people's valour all the time, clinging desperately onto coattails of other people. That's what crew do. This is true. Like, if, if you're crew, should you be allowed an arthritrician t-shirt if you've just crewed the arthritrician? I think yes. Yeah. And like the spine volunteers get like really nice spine kit. Yeah, but it does say spine safety team. <laughs> true. It? But true. when I did Dragon's Back... I got given a T-shirt. I didn't want one. There was no T's not trees option. At the start, you get given all this shit. You get a car sticker. You get all this stuff. And I got given a Dragon's Back T-shirt. It didn't say finish one. It had the map on the back. It said Dragon's Back race on the front before it even started the fucking race. And that is upstairs Mm. in my cupboard, unworn. And it will remain unworn until I finish the Dragon's Back race. That's an interesting one. Races that give you the T-shirts before you've done it. Like there are a number of people um, at Brighton Marathon who wear the race T-shirt that they get given at sign up for the actual race, which goes back to our rookie mistakes of having like brand new kit on race day that you've not trained in. Um, well, they want you to all look the same, don't they? Because it's a well, marketing exercise. Oh, well, exactly. Of course it's marketing. But um, but yeah, then if you don't finish it and then you've just got this T-shirt knocking around. I remember when I did Berlin Marathon, it was only my second or third, no, my third marathon maybe. And I was really nervous and was like, but what if I don't finish it? And you don't get a T-shirt um, for Berlin Marathon. But when I finished and I crossed the line and I got my first ever sub four marathon, there was some vendors selling like official Adidas, really nice boss uh, Berlin Marathon T-shirts at the end. And I was like, take my money, take my money. Because I wanted to commemorate yeah. the thing that I'd done because I was proud of it. And I knew that when I wore it, I'd feel badass because that was the race that I did my sub four. So I think... Yeah. Maybe stolen valor. I'm not sure it's acceptable either. But also, I just think that you wearing it around, you're always going to be like, I feel like an imposter. I think I would. Some people aren't though, because some people are some people are psychopaths. We'll put yeah. it up to the, we'll put it up for debate. However, the last time we put something up for debate, how long should an ultra be? Oh my god, it got spicy. So oh, next week we will god. be discussing. Yes. How long does an ultra have to be to be an ultra? If an ultra could be so long, how long does an ultra have to be to be an ultra? Ultra, 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 ultra. Yeah. That got spicy. I thought I might have to shut down comments, but I didn't because everyone played nice. Yeah. But. We will be discussing that next week. I thought I was going to have to delete my Instagram profile because I shared the pod post and put, go and leave your comments here. And my inbox, my DMs personally, blew up. And I was like, stop sending me your answers. Put them on the comments. Send my send my fake profile the answers. No. Not this profile, a fake profile. Um, Yeah, so next week, in next week's episode, we will be discussing your responses to uh ultra yeah how long an ultra should be yeah and i'll put this up for debate um i think this will be a spicy one too but i would like to thank all the people on instagram and all of the listeners for being very kind with each other in their responses because there was no fight no. but it was just a bit spicy you know why it was just a bit spicy because our listeners are ace and we've got a lovely little community going on and it's a safe space to have an open debate and nobody has to be right except for us is it a safe space for a masturbate do you think and on that 
note, Ali. Why do you always have to bring the tone down? I was just saying how lovely and friendly and chummy it all is. Right, on that note. Hey, man, having a nice debate with your friends is lovely and friendly and chummy in public. So, Miss Ali Bailey always bringing down the tone. That's it. We're finished. What, oh, good. I was going to say what you're doing this weekend. Good luck with your 100-mile race. It's 102 miles. Thanks. Uh, of course it is. Beacons Way 100, 102 miles, 20,000 foot of fur and pissing rain for the whole time, which is going to be fun, fun, fun. By oh, the ton, mate. ton, ton. Um, yeah, do that this weekend. And then what are you doing this weekend? Um, I'm having a bit of a rest, but um, I'll just be, I'm just bimbling around my local running nurse doing training block of joy. But I'm also cleaning my house because it has got into a terrible state because I've just abandoned life for work and running. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and have a little bit of a rest because I'm feeling feeling tired. Magical. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next week. I've also got some other stuff for next I've got so much stuff. We've just got so much stuff, so much content, but keep it coming, keep it running, keep it jogging, keep it funning fun funning keep it funning yeah. i love you bye bye